Well, hey, <laughs> what a unique way to worship. <laughs> you know, it's it's different, right? There's there's nothing normal about anything that we're doing right now. Uh this is unprecedented. Uh and but you know what's comforting in all of this is um we are not alone. This is happening uh, across the globe. It, it's not just a Canadian thing or a North American thing or South American thing. This is a global thing. It's unprecedented. Uh, there's nothing normal about it. Yet through it, uh, this morning, I was sensing God's presence uh, right from the very first note that was sung. I was feeling God's presence. And right through to uh, Peter, what he was sharing uh, about the offering, uh, just sensing God's presence. And that's the beauty of what we're able to do through these live streams, is we're able to connect together uh, wherever you may be. We're able to connect together as a church, as a body of believers, and be strengthened by each other. Uh, I was strengthened, as my wife had mentioned, I was strengthened by the worship. Thank you, Damien and Fiona. It was fantastic. I loved it. And it was neat coming into your home. Um, I don't know, you know, you probably have been uh, this week uh, tuning into various uh, favorite uh, uh, sites that you go to and to get encouraged, uh, favorite ministers. And you may notice uh, that, you know, some of their worship is done right at their locale, right in their building. And But there's something about going into each other's homes that, I don't know, for me, uh, brings this home. Uh, it, it, like I'm been invited into Damien and Fiona's house. I'm sitting in their living room and I'm, I'm, uh, worshiping along with them. Uh, I don't know, you know, maybe I'm a bit of a homebody. <laughs> well, we all are really right now, but I don't know. There's just something very sweet about it. Uh, and then, you know, what, uh, Pastor Yvette was sharing, uh, is so true. You know, we need to, be people that are leaning in and trusting God and, you know, allowing him. I like what she was saying, how, you know, the promises of God are written on the whiteboard and we can't come along and erase it. Uh, maybe what we have to erase are those thoughts that are negative, those those thoughts that are trying to bring us down. Maybe we need to begin to erase some of those thoughts from our lives and not allow uh, those thoughts in. We need to erase those and replace those with uh, biblical thoughts that that come from the scriptures. That's why it's so important. And we've been encouraging you all along during this time. Dig into the word of God. Dive into it. Begin to read it and allow it to. Begin to change your mind. You know, uh, since the beginning of the year, I um, did a the Bible in 90 days. I listened to it on uh, my phone through the YouVersion Bible app, and I listened to the entire Bible. 
And then I just finished yesterday listening to the Bible in 40 days, and it didn't take me 90 days to get through it, and it didn't take me 40 days. Uh, I think the Bible, the New Testament, rather, in 40 days took me um, just less than 20 days. I think it was 18 days. And I'm doing it because I recognize the importance of feeding myself with the word of God. And, you know, that's where, hey, I encourage you guys um, to uh, check out the YouVersion Bible app if you if you haven't checked it out yet. Um, this is where I I get my Bible and then I can listen to it. Um, it's read to me. And I love the readers in, in, in uh, the various versions. Uh, the NLT, uh, that uh, reader, they have music in the background. Same with the NIV, they have music in the background. So it's really soothing as you're hearing the word of God. So again, I encourage you to get the word in you any way you can. Cool? Well, hey, I want to I just now dive into the message that God gave me. And I already made reference to it. It's entitled, There's Nothing Normal About This. There is... Nothing normal about anything that we're experiencing. But before I get into it, can I uh, lead us in prayer? Father, I thank you for uh, every person that is listening. And God, I thank you that you're present in their lives. You're present in their homes. And I pray, God, as the word goes out, God, that it would begin to formulate in each and every one of us a sense of victory that we don't have to be brought down by the circumstances that are, are, are we're faced with, but God, we can walk through this and in this in the victory that Jesus Christ provided for us. And so, Father, I thank you for your word as it goes forth. And I give you praise for every hearer in Jesus' name. Amen. So all of us through this, we're discovering our new norm. Uh, We've discovered that we need to be patient with ourselves. Uh, We've discovered that we need to be patient with each other as we wade through these unique waters. There's nothing normal about what is going on. And in the middle of this, as Christians, we're finding ourselves at a place of dependency upon the Lord. And friends, that is never a bad thing. When Abraham, for example, found himself in a new norm, uh, the, as the story goes in the Old Testament, uh, right in the book of Genesis, one, the first book of the Bible, there's this character named Abraham, and he found himself in a new norm. So he was in a new country. He had new friends. He also had new enemies. And along the way, he had no choice but to dig deep into his faith pouch and trust God like he'd never trusted him before. The same can be said of Moses, of David, of Jeremiah, of every major Old Testament character, at some point in their lives, they found themselves mouthing the words that each of us are currently saying, there is nothing normal about this. And to a person, each of these Old Testament characters had to pull on their faith 
and trust God like they'd never trusted him before. New norms always cause Christians, listen, new norms always cause Christians to dig deep into their faith pouch and trust God like never before. Think of the disciples. There was nothing normal about their circumstance. None of it. None of them had been disciples before. None of them had ever thought of leaving their livelihoods behind in order to venture out into an unknown world, a new norm in their lives. You know, when I when I stop to think about their situation, uh, I don't know, this is how my mind works. My mind begins to write stories of how their parents and their friends would have reacted. Dad? <laughs> Dad would have been freaked out. Dad would have been like, you're giving up your business? You mean, Matthew, you're giving up your business? I mean, John, you're giving up your business that I personally worked hard at training you in to do what? You're, you're going to follow who? <laughs> you know, Dad, for sure, was blowing some circuits through this. But what the disciples did, what they went through, we know was not normal. There was nothing normal about it. You know, and then again, how my mind works, it begins to paint a short story. And if I was Matthew's buddy or Bart's buddy or John's buddy, I'd be like, dude, (laughs) Kate, have you been into the bottle? Because uh, you're freaking me out, man. You mean to say you're giving up your lucrative tax collecting business to follow who? And to do what? <laughs> you mean you're giving up your lucrative fishing business? Like you got boats, you invested in all the nets and all the equipment, and you're going to just walk away from that? Like, What's in your pipe, man? Like, come on, I'd, I'd be pulling the dudes aside. You know, you're giving up your bricklaying business, a business that you've worked hard at establishing. You've done all the, all the advertisements, all the marketing. People know your name. They know how good you are. And you're just going to give that up. I, I, I don't know if I was their buddy. I'd be pulling Bart aside, man. And, and I'd try knocking some sense into him. You know what I mean? I mean, like, come on. But, you know, there's nothing normal when you think about the disciples' situation. There's nothing normal about what these 12 dudes did. It was never done before. And it became for them their new norm. And there's a verse in the scripture that comes to mind. When I think about this, it's found in First Chronicles uh, 10, 13, and it says this. It says, no test or temptation. And I looked up those two words, test and temptation, and, and another word for that is adversity. So no adversity. I don't know, like, this is an adverse time, is it not? You know, we're facing some adversity that we had never faced before. This is a new norm for all of us. It's There's nothing normal about this. So it says, no adversity that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. And that is so true with this. We're all facing it. 
All you need to remember is that, and I love this, this is out of the uh, message translation, by the way. It says, all you need to remember is that God will never let you down. (laughs) Did you hear that? All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit. (laughs) Oh, I love how it puts it. He'll always be there to help you come through it. This is our God, my friends. And I also like how the the Passion Translation uh, reads. It says this, we all experience times of testing or times of adversity, which is normal to every human being. But God will be faithful to you. You hear that? God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity of this and the timing of every test or trial or adversity you face so that you can bear it. And each adversity or test is an opportunity to trust him more. For along with every trial or every adversity, God has provided for you, listen, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously. God will provide for you a way of escape through the adversity that all of us are facing right now. We're all experiencing it, right? This is a global thing, man. And we're all in this thing together. None of us have experienced this before. None of us. But this is now an opportunity for each of us to trust God, to dig deep into our faith pouches and trust God like never before. I like how uh, Captain Marvel (laughs) put it. Higher, faster, further, baby. (laughs) That's the result, friends, of trusting God. Higher, further, faster, baby. During this unique season that we're all in, I'm going This is my prayer. I'm going higher, I'm going further, and I'm going faster, baby. And that's my prayer for you as well, that you would go higher, further, faster, baby. Come on. The message translation says, God will never let you get pushed past your limit. Are you there? Does it feel like you're at your limit? (laughs) I think it's safe to say, If you feel that you're at your limit, I think it's safe to say that you still have fuel in your tank. Your limit has not been at its end yet. Um, Give you an example. Seven years ago, I decided to get in shape. And there were many times, in particular in the early days of my working out, where I thought I hit my limit only to discover I still had fuel in my tank. And a few years into my training, I posted my workout on Facebook, and I dug it up, and here's what I wrote. My workout today, length, 65 minutes. and, And here's what I did. I did sitting twists with a broomstick 30 times twice. I did shoulder band stretching with some bands. I did it 30 times twice. I did some bicycle crunches. You know, you sit on the ground and you do some bicycle crunches. I did those 
40 times once, rested, and then 30 times. Then I did some leg stretch crunches. That's when you're lying on the ground and your legs are stretched, and I used a medicine ball. I did it 10 times twice. And then I did some raised leg uh, twisted crunches at, at a 45-degree angle with 16... With a 16-pound medicine ball, I did that 15 times twice. And then I did some raised leg lower back raises and on a 90-degree angle, and I did that 10 times twice. And then I did uh, a kettlebell swing with 45 pounds. I did that 20 times three times. And then I went on and did some machine crunches with 90 pounds. I did that 10 times twice. And then I did some machine lower back pull crunches uh, with 90 pounds, and I did that 15 um, times twice. And then I did some captain chair leg raises. I did that 10 times, three times. And then I went upstairs to the uh, lap um, gym, and I did five laps on the track. And then I did 56 flights of stairs, actual stairs, and I did that five times. 56 flights of stairs, I did it five times. And then I went to the elliptical machine and I did seven minutes of elliptical on level nine, one of the higher levels. And then I did seven minutes of the stationary bike on level nine. And then I closed it up with... Uh, 10 push-ups five times, all in 65 minutes. And then, you know what I wrote on my Facebook page? I wrote, and try keeping up to this 52-year-old. <laughs> in fact, right around that time. So uh, Damien and Fiona were the uh, couple that led us in worship. Damien's much younger than I am. And we went to the gym, and we did basically almost this and he could not keep up. <laughs> Sorry, Damien, I had to say it. And 52 years old. See, I had thought along the way that I hit my limit. I thought, man, after after doing the captain chair leg raises, I'm done. But instead, I realized I had more in the tank. There are many times, in fact, in my physical training that I thought I hit my limit only to discover that I had more in my tank. And you may feel, friends, that you've hit your limit. You may feel that you're at that end point with everything. But I want to encourage you today that you've got more in your tank. Besides, God said in the text that we just read, it's, he says, he'll never let you be pushed past your limit. He'll always be there to help you come through it. That's our text in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. See, when we hit our limit, <laughs> there's God. At the end of our limit, there's God. At the end of our day, there's God. At the beginning of our day, there's God. When we think we can't go any further, when we think we can't handle any more, there's God. Are you getting it? Is this making sense? I think of all of those 
in our church. We have a lot of healthcare uh, uh, people in our church that are in the healthcare profession. And those of you also that are on the front line in this battle, we have some of you guys as well. And I am so darn proud of you guys on how you've handled this. And I am overjoyed that you're finally getting the recognition that you so rightly deserve. I love how Hollywood's been pushed aside. I love how our sports idols have been pushed aside. And you, our healthcare workers, and you, our frontline workers, have been pushed to the forefront. Why? Because you're doing a marvelous job. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you from the entire country. Thank you for what you're doing, for your tireless efforts in keeping us safe and for fearlessly caring for those of us who are ill. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But I'm sure there have been those days where you've been pushed to your limit only to discover that your limit is broader than you had ever imagined it could be. You know, I think about you parents that are juggling working from home and homeschooling your kids. There's nothing normal about this. It's your new norm. That's that buzzword for today, right? It's our new norm. But somehow you're managing. And I'm sure there have been days, even this week, where you were pushed to your limit. But allow me to remind you, Allow me to remind you of what the word says. When you've hit your wall, this is what our text of the day says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. God will never let you down, ever. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit. He'll always be there to help you come through it. That, friends, is our new norm. God is here with us. Uh, I've heard some pretty troubling stats that already in this country, already one in every 10 small businesses have permanently closed their doors as a result of all this. And they say, uh, it depends on how long this is going to go on for. And all of us are hearing the reports. This is going to go on for a little bit. It says that is just going to increase more and more. Well, I am here to tell you, when I thought about that, I, I, I thought of our verse for today. And what it says in the Passion Translation, it says, God has provided a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously. See, on the other side of that closure is new victory. On the other side of that closure is a new idea. On the other side of that closure is a new business venture that had been already in your in the back burner of your mind, of your thoughts. But you were already in a business and you thought, okay, I don't know how I could do this. See, we need to begin to think this way. In the midst of this, we need to begin to think that on the other side of the closure is something brand new. On the other side of the closure is 
a way of escape that our God is providing for us, and he'll bring us out of it victoriously. And, and, and you know, that should be enough in itself to push us forward, to keep us going, to keep our eyes on the prize, in other words. I also heard another troubling stat that apparently in this country, in Canada, uh, in the last three weeks, there have been over one million people apply for EI. Well, I'm here to say, my friends, again, what the Bible has been declaring to us from our text for today, that God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously. On the other side of the layoff is God. And God said, he has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously. Hey, every character in the Bible stumbled upon their new norm. Every single one. Only to discover that on the other side of their struggle, on the other side of their pain, on the other side of sleepless nights, on the other side of worries, there was God who provided for them a victory that they had never imagined before. Friends, this is God's promise to you today. This is God's promise to you, his people. It's a promise that, in fact, all Christ followers and it's can lay a hold of, can grasp, can put into their faith pouch a promise that God says he'll provide a way of escape for us and he'll bring us out of where we're at right now victoriously. Do you believe that? This is what Pastor Yvette talked about earlier. This is about erasing those thoughts in our mind, those negative thoughts, those thoughts that uh, are screaming defeat, in particular if you've been laid off, that screaming defeat, in particular if your business has been drastically affected. Hey, we're in this together as a church. We can't meet. As a church, we're, we can't, we have this building that we're paying for month in and month out that is sitting empty right now. And there's many of you that have businesses that are sitting empty right now. There's many of you that are having to reinvent ways of doing things. And friends, can I encourage you along the way to allow God to reinvent in your life, to download to you some creative ways that you can um, get the word out. I love uh, a story I heard uh, of of a church uh, that that we know of. My my sister in law attends the Church Springs in Winnipeg, and uh, they uh, put a huge screen in their parking lot, and uh, they uh, on Sunday night last last week, and they and Pastor Leon preached to an empty stadium. Uh, but he it was on the screen in the parking lot. And there were over 500 cars in the parking lot. It was a drive-in. It was like a drive-in theater, drive-in preaching. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we need to be creative. 
Uh, I, I think of some of the businesses and you notice if you're watching TV and some of the uh, ads now uh, that are on TV, it, it's all about skip the dishes or a dinner dash uh, or the fact that Subway delivers. You know, uh, they're having to get creative with their marketing in this new norm that we're living in. Uh, friends, get creative. Uh, get creative as you uh, dive into homeschooling. Uh, get creative as you uh, uh, try to figure out how you're going to uh, keep your kids busy. I talked to somebody yesterday who was really struggling with his two-year-old. Uh, who is, he's, he's a hyper kid and he's just super active. And and he's he's just, you know, like bouncing off the walls at home. And I said to him, you got to somehow get creative. I said, set up some pylons in your house and do a little obstacle course and get out the soccer ball and go into the basement and, and just have them nail you for about an hour. <laughs> he said, yeah, that's a great idea. I never, I never thought of that. And, you know, so we got to, as parents, we, we have to get creative. We have to, as Christians, we have to get creative. How are we going to how are we going to connect as a church family? And so we got creative uh, with our Zoom meetings. And as uh, somebody mentioned, um, you know, our Zoom meetings, uh, we're not too concerned about uh, uh, people, uh, I don't know, Zoom bombing, they call it, uh, with it, because we have, we have codes. And you can set it up in such a way where that doesn't occur, by the way, if you weren't aware of that. Many of the cases that we hear, uh, they're just open meetings. I could go in to those meetings if I wanted to because they never set it up properly in their setting. So that's, that's the key there. Just put you guys at ease. So we're, we, we, we've gotten creative and said, okay, we're going to have prayer now. We're going to have prayer at 6.30 in the morning and 6.30 at night for a half an hour every day, Monday to Friday. And we're doing it through Zoom and people are joining in. And it's a wonderful thing. And I love just connecting with one another. So be creative. Allow for that creativity that God has placed in you. Allow for that to come forward. I, you know, I want to, I want to end and close by praying for you guys. Um, maybe you're listening and you've, um, not yet made a decision to give your life to Jesus Christ, to be your personal Lord and Savior. Well, can I, uh, right here, right now, lead you in a quick prayer about this. And I just want to say before I get there, before I go there, is when you ask Jesus Christ to come into your life, it has nothing to do with how perfect you were or are. It has nothing to do with how imperfect you are or were, but it has everything to do with what Jesus Christ did for you at the cross. At the cross, he took our sins he took all our shortcomings and he ne- and, and they were nailed to the cross for you. So all we have to do now is receive it. Just receive it. So I want to lead you in a prayer if that's you and just pray along with me. I'll, I'll pray and then you just, I'll pause and you say what I say. Follow after me. God, this morning I come to you and I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Jesus, come into my life. I need help. Be my Lord and be my Savior. I want to live for you from this day forward. Amen. 
If you prayed that prayer, I want you to know that you're a Christian. And please reach out to us. Let us know. Email us, office at victorylifechurch.ca. Or uh, if you're on Facebook, uh, just put a little note in as a comment on Facebook. Hey, I gave my life to Christ. Will you do that for us? Um, and then we want to send you some material that will help you understand the decision that you made today. Uh, maybe you're you're watching and you're, you're struggling. You were at your limit this week. And maybe there were times, and this fellow I talked to said, man, I felt like I was at my limit. And, uh, and I wanted to scream at my kid, but I didn't. And I said, I'm proud of you. Thanks for not doing that. He says, but I, I'm, I'm getting close to my limit. What do I do? And I said to him, you have to pray. You have to pray. Pray. Connect with God. Maybe you were at your limit. and Maybe you got pushed beyond your limit. I, I want you to know there's forgiveness. No parent has ever parented perfectly. Not one parented perfectly. All of us have made mistakes. All of us have erred. I want you to know that you don't have to live in condemnation. Uh, you don't have to live with that burden upon your life. So I want to pray a release of that from you this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, I release all condemnation from your lives in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bind fear. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bind intimidation. Father, in the name of Jesus, I release your love and your peace and your presence into my friends' lives in Jesus' name. Father, I release a passion, a new passion and a new purpose and a new presence in their lives, God, that will push them forward, that will push them beyond what they think their limit is. God, help them to trust in you. Help them to look to you that on the other side, of this adversity is you. And on the other side of that adversity where you are, there is victory. And I declare it and decree it in Jesus name. I want to ask my wife to come back, Pastor Yvette, and, and together we want to, we want to close and uh, just encourage you as we, as we come into your homes today. You know, I had a sense when we were uh, just praying today and just during the message how, you know, when this all first started, there were recommendations, there were suggestions, and it sort of backed up, and they were a little bit stricter, and then it backed up, and it was even more stricter. And as we go along, things have gotten quite strict, where it's like the sense of being like in a, a giant sling, where you're being pulled back, pulled back, pulled back. And, you know, we're in a place where we're backing up, backing up, backing up into restrictions, but I really had a sense that there will come that day, and I just want you to be filled with hope. This is a temporary situation. We know that we have to get through this, and we've talked about all of that, being strong and stamina and perseverance. But there will come that time where that sling is let go and will be propelled forward. And I want you to have hope for your future because I really believe with all my heart that we're going to see an incredible surge into, back into our economy, back into our lives, in right. many ways, the church. And I just really sense that there's going to be this really amazing time ahead of us. There is a, a time right now of of sacrifice. Um, you know, it's uncomfortable that we have to make, but that time will change. This is not a forever thing. So just, you know, how often do we globally have an opportunity to really pause and consider 
some things. You know, as, as the church, we have an opportunity that we've never had before, really, in our lifetimes anyway. So let's use that time wisely. Amen. And I, and I can't help but think what some of you, um, may be thinking. I really needed this break. <laughs> I'm sure many of you are thinking that. Boy, did I need this break. I was starting to get burnt out at church and my efforts at church. And this has been a breath of fresh air. Many of you at work have, you were, you were at your limit and you felt you needed a break. And this has been a breath of fresh air. So, you know, it's not all bad, right? God is involved either way, right? That's right. He, whether you needed the break, or it's like this came at the wrong time. This is not what I needed right now. I just, you know, I know somebody who just bought their very first house. And it's like, okay, hey, this did not come at a good time. But on the other side of that, guys, there's God. And on the other side of that, there's victory. Cool? Amen. Well, we love you guys so much. And thanks for coming into our home. Uh-huh. Uh, thanks for allowing us in your life. If you need anything, please reach out let us know we have we have a bunch of meals that have been pre-made with yes. with uh, amazing with loving care and uh, you know using all very strict preparation guidelines they're home cooked they're frozen and if you're in need of a meal reach out to us office at victorylifechurch.ca mm. or if you know of somebody who has been laid off and needs a meal that's right uh, we'll get it to you yeah. uh, uh somehow some way we don't want you to uh, go without. That's right. We'll do anything we can, guys, to come in and help you guys out in any way we can. Okay? Amen. Cool. We've had a great group of, uh, I think it was mostly ladies, although let's be honest, the guys can cook too, that have just prepared these wonderful meals and, you know, it just really touches my heart. And I know several of you have been recipients of those and uh, we want to continue that on because it's, I think it's just a way that we can help. Uh, we get that maybe some of you might be a little bit leery, but like Pastor Scott said, you know, these meals have been prepared uh, with strict rules of cleanliness so that um, everything is is absolutely as good as it can possibly be. So we want you to be aware of that. And just lastly, I just want to do a great big shout out to our tech team. We yeah. did it all the way through this time. Awesome. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Amber. Thank you, Pastor Ron, Peter, all of you that helped make this thing go perfect today. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. We're going to sign out. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Bye.